Welcome to the Talking Recruitment Podcast from the REC. Every week we look at all the latest insights, perspectives and experiences from across our diverse recruitment industry. Minister, uh, thank you for uh, well welcoming us to Caxton House this morning at the DWP. It's lovely to have visitors now, it really is. It is really nice to get out and about. And we, we, we had a fantastic session just now with a group of REC members and we wanted to do this to make sure all of our members uh, got insight into what we're, what we're doing because you've got a, a really interesting job in government now going from what was a crisis in one way last year to an entirely uh, different and nicer problem to have this year in terms of the level of demand and shortages. A couple of weeks ago uh, in Manchester, we heard from lots of ministers about a high-skill, high-pay economy and levelling up. For employers, what's their part in delivering levelling up, to your mind? Well, we know, Neil, that doesn't just happen. So thank you to employers who've weathered the storms, who've got vacancies and opportunities out there and actually showing people what the economy has got, uh, which actually people could be progressing and, and aiming for. And actually, we, we do want that highest skilled and higher waged uh, economy. And employers absolutely can help by working with us with our in-work progression report, which you're going to be responding to shortly. 26 different asks of government. It was commissioned by our Secretary of State to help people know how to uh, move further forward. Some issues are obvious there, that's around childcare or indeed buses, but actually many of our job centres are able to get people into roles because actually employers are working maybe on an industrial estate with other employers to put a bus on and get those people who would normally be locked out of the labour market because they haven't got wheels to get there. And we can use flexible support fund to help people get wheels to work or, you know, first month's bus set fare. So there's no other reason at DWP that we can't help people break through those barriers and find that role for them. And I think it is talking about progressing and moving people on. So recently worked with um, a, a wonderful partner that we have in terms of, you know, how do we progress people into hospitality and do more? Well, actually, they've got a great programme of moving people from kitchen porters into chefing. You know, so you've already got people who know and understand the role. How are you helping those people move forward and fill your gaps? Well, that's uh, fantastic to hear about. And, and obviously, one of the things that... Uh, one of the questions, actually, I'm most asked by our members is of course you've got a great relationship with the DWP and we're very uh, keen on helping people who are on universal credit move on in their career but lots of the levers sit in other parts of government you think about skills in particular in the big transitions that are going on in our economy uh, right now both driven by the pandemic things like digital as we were mm. discussing earlier but also some of the big green transitions that are happening so how can we make sure that as businesses we're, we're talking to the whole of government and that government is using its convening power to make sure that the, the skills bit of what DWP needs to deliver in terms of in-work progression is put into place. Well, that's why having government more back, back to normal. You know, why do we all need to be back in Westminster? Well, actually, for, for ministers to be talking to, to MPs, be able to have you back uh, here at Caxton House, it makes a real difference. And absolutely, the fact that I've been doing this job for a couple of years, a previous role, uh, including areas such as social value in, when I was doing the civil society role, means that I'm able to know and understand what employers mean. And I know that employers have been absolutely fed up with feeling that, you 
you know, government left and right hand don't always join up. That's really frustrating for them. They want more job ready young people. They want the uh, skills and opportunities to be more accessible uh, for our claimants. So that's why our lifetime skills guarantee is really important. That's why we are able to offer DWP Train and Progress. So that's now up to six weeks, 16 weeks training and learning to move into a, a sector upskill or, or take on something different. Previously, of course, sector based work academies will cover that area, uh, but that's up to six weeks, maybe in hospitality or care, getting the certificates and the experience you need for that guaranteed job interview. But I know one of our local colleges, an agricultural college, has been able to um, you know, create a swap in viticulture. That's in the wine industry because they've been able to be more agile in the way that they use the skills budget. So, you know, we are working on this and we can't wait any longer. Very much in favour of wine. Um, just you and me both. Earlier on, we signed, uh, renewed the REC's partnership agreement with DWP, yes. which really recognises the fact that uh, job centres and uh, the, uh, the REC members across the country are placing a million people into new permanent jobs every year and a million tents into workplaces every day. We need to work together to get, the, to get this right. At a moment where all of our members are reporting a real shortage of candidates, mm. I, I was uh, giving evidence in Parliament recently and was pointing out that making sure we make the most of our whole labour force is yeah. really important. And there's a whole range of activities that I, I'm really looking forward to working together on around inclusion. What are the, the sort of key guiding lights on that for you? Well, it was fantastic to sign that agreement today and wonderful to be there with REC members and hearing from all the different sectors, from the green sector to care to HGV uh, to coming back into to teaching. You know, everybody wants more people with the skills that they need around the corner. And that's why working with DWP works brilliantly. We are in every community. We understand the local labour market. It's not about pushing people into the wrong roles for them. It's about making sure that people are able to help that local economy to Thrive, to identify the skills that are needed in that local economy. And I want to pick up on that um, flexible and, you know, the temporary point. Actually, this is a great time for people to try and do something new. Many people have had to do that because of the pandemic or wanted to give back and use their skills because of the pandemic. We've had a kind of COVID economy and we're now motoring out of the pandemic impact. So actually, we need people to be more agile, but confident to do it than ever. And that's why working with DWP, working with our job centres, working with our amazing work coaches we've doubled the number of those we've got more uh, temporary uh, job centers in each community to support people and we'll have by Christmas 150 new youth hubs so that's 16 to 25 year olds getting careers advice any benefits or housing advice whatever's going on in their life we can help them to be more job ready have the skills that your employers need that's fantastic to to hear about and of course in all of that we're we're talking about uh, everything, all the investment that you're putting in. Of course, one of the big roles of our industry is in helping you putting, I think earlier I said the WD-40 on the, uh, <laughs> on the oils of the, of, the, of the job market and making sure that, yes, as you've just said, temporary work's a big part of helping people transition but also that the private sector is here to help job centres. It's, it's not a competition, and I, I think it's great we both understand that. Yeah, it's not an either-or. Um, and on Kickstart, that's been the, the point, you know, as we get over 85,000 people in Kickstart, we could never have done that without people such as yourself and sectors and employers, gateways uh, coming together. Just quickly on the inclusion point, you know, people are really looking beyond their usual way mm. of recruiting. They are recognising that people are willing and able to adapt 
they are recognising if you have a disability or a health condition, that shouldn't be holding you back. We're also looking at you know people leaving prison, uh, the opportunities of people settling from Afghanistan. You know, employers are really taking the opportunity to upskill and open up their doors to people coming through, and that's because of work that you're doing and the partnership that we're having. Um, I, you've given me a great opportunity on this video to say thank you to the uh, the many REC members who put their hands up to help Afghan refugees yes. over the last cu couple of months, and we're working with a whole a whole stream of pr uh, business, uh, private sector, uh, business services companies to, to deliver a range of support to those refugees, which I think is fantastic. And work. our DWP staff are on the front line of that. They are helping with the benefits, helping with the housing, and of course employment is the next stage. We need those employers, and that's great to hear, Neil. So I'm going to, I'm going to beg your team's indulgence for one last question before they whisk you away, which is we've talked about youth hubs, we've talked about Kickstart. Of course, a really big part of this is people who are already in the labour market, Yes. Maybe people who are 50 plus. Just recently at the REC, we've published uh, a guide with CIPD and the Centre for Aging Better on uh, good recruitment for older workers. And mm. I know uh, with your 50 plus choices work, you're really passionate about this. So what do you think is really important for businesses to be thinking about on that? I promise you I'm not being whisked away because I'm terribly grand. It's just a typical ministerial diary. But actually, you know, hey, I'm rattling towards 50 and all of a sudden they, you know, head towards the hill. And that I'm absolutely, you know, it's not at all about me, but it's about the reality of we're very confident about talking about youth support. You know, we know that post pandemic, that's something we want to do. But actually 50 plus choices can be the most positive part of your career. But the reality is you may be going through menopause, you may be caring, you may be sandwich caring, you may have a health condition or something may be happening to you which is going to affect your employment and your prospects or indeed none of that is happening and great but you might be worried about your pension and actually you simply haven't been earning enough. Uh, so it's really important that we work together and I think what the work you've been doing uh, with us and with partners is really important. Let's talk about this part of our career, having a greater mix of people who look like us and feel like us and are our community in our businesses we know means we are a better business we reflect the community better and that includes giving older workers the opportunity to both mentor and support those younger workers or indeed have that really fulfilling part of their career or train people with the experiences that they've had maybe going into teaching so you know this is a really exciting time for us we know it's a life of jobs not a life uh, not a job for life so we need to be giving people the confidence at any age or stage that they are going to thrive and prosper and it's that partnership work, that cross-government work, it's employers stepping forward and delivering, which will make, that, make sure that we will have those amazing work experiences uh, so that we can move into a prosperous and positive retirement when the time is right. And these, of course, are the big long-term answers to the candidate shortages that REC members are reporting across, uh, across the country. Minister, thank you very much for your time this morning and for your support of our, our joint work. And uh, I look forward to making a real difference with you and the department in the months and years to come. Thanks, Neil. And thank you, Rec. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for listening. And I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Join me for another episode soon. And check out our back catalogue at rec.uk.com to catch up on some other fantastic discussions that are really helpful for recruiters. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and Spotify. So subscribe to REC Podcasts to never miss an episode.